Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. On this episode of the podcast, I catch up with Victorian handler Luke Thompson to have a chat about what it was like for the Thompson family taking out their very first Group 1 Australia Cup final last week, with Tim Zhu producing a sensational come-from-behind performance at the Meadows. We also spoke about the great run of success the Thompson family have had to start 2024, the success at stud they've had with Bernardo, and the recent retirement of Unleashed Kalinda. I hope you enjoy this episode. Going back to, to Saturday night, I mean, I must admit, when Scalacci hit the lead, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a bit of a repeat of the Phoenix. Then old, uh, old Timmy Zoo, um, your fella had, um, or, you know, your family dog had other ideas and that. I mean, were you surprised at all that he was able to run a dog like Scalacci down in, in a, you know, after Scalacci got to the front? Obviously, we all know the talent he's got, but yeah, massive effort by Tim Zoo. Yeah, it certainly was a massive effort, Dimity. Um, we were confident going into the race, even though the week prior he let it look like he had every chance and looked to be a little bit disappointing. He still ran 29.80, and when we got him checked um, by over Barry Haywood, he did find a little bit on him. So we thought if you know he was probably down maybe two lengths and could find that in the final, um, obviously having a very kind box draw, in his favour as well. We thought he might be a very good chance going into it. And once he kind of balanced up and got in behind Scalacci, um, he's a very hard dog to run down Scalacci, but we know how talented our boy is. And um, when he swung off the back of Scalacci around the home turn, he, he presented it at the right time and was, um, got the job done very nicely. Now, it's a race that, um, you know, you think about all the amazing races, you know, you, your mum and dad obviously won and then, you know, now yourself and Holly have sort of, um, you know, taken over the, the reins a little bit as well. But, yeah, it's incredible to think all the success you guys have had. It's a race that always has eluded you, but now you've got an Australian Cup title, which must be great feeling. Uh, it certainly is for, for dad especially. For I think it was about 27 uh, runners he'd had in the Australia Cup and I remember there was one year where I think he had five runners in the field and not only could he not win it, he, he couldn't even finish second, he had to settle for the third best in that race, so he had plenty of seconds with very very good dogs, dogs like Black Opium Al Gallo, uh, could only run sec- could only manage to run second in those races, but um, to finally get the monkey off the back for him was uh, just super did you uh did you maybe let him know that oh well you just needed myself and Holly to to handle it for you and that's how you got the win? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it may, may have been that case. He's yeah, he's had plenty of opportunities to handle the, uh, an Australia Cup win in his own right, but uh, nah, to to be able to do it doesn't matter who handles handles them at the end of the day. Holly and I we enjoy taking them to the dogs and a lot of the work is done at home, so he he likes being at home and be able to watch him on telly. Um, in that ride and yeah Holly and I we love going to the dogs and having that hands on experience with them on race day so um, no no it was yeah it was a very special night Has um has Holly got any more tears left in her every time I see her after races she's just so emotional and that uh, has she got any more tears left in her <laughs> after you, Saturday? You, you wouldn't think so the, <laughs> the amount of, yeah the amount of crying she's done in the last couple of months handling these <laughs> These group winners, but uh, nah, she uh, she just absolutely adores the dogs, and especially Tim Zoo. 
she's uh, got a very, very good attachment to him. So um, she kind of makes up for my lack of emotion that I show on race <laughs> night. I, I like to keep it cool, calm and composed. And, yeah, she just lets the, the emotions take over. So uh, it's a nice balance between the two of us. Do you get nervous at all? Um, like, obviously, you know, you, you act very cool. But, you know, is there a few butterflies on the inside, especially when these big races do roll around? Yeah, there, there certainly is. I think um, I would either not be interested in the dogs if, or wouldn't be human if I um, if I wasn't nervous. I just you just try and keep it yeah under control, and you don't want to you know the dogs they can kind of sense the way your your emotions are on a race night, and if you're you're nervy and you're not you know feeling right, that the dog might be a little bit put off by that. So we just uh, between Ollie and I, we just try and keep it uh, you know keep the dogs happy and try and treat it as a normal night and. Um, hope that the the dogs can treat it the same just like any other race and um yeah, go from there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's great advice for, you know, any, um, you know, aspiring handler coming through, whether it's you're handling in your first race or, you know, like yourselves, you're, you're lucky enough to make a, a big race. Um, yeah, is that sort of how you go about it, just, you know, treating every race kind well, where you can, obviously, you know, there's some are bigger, you know, in prize money and obviously prestige than others. But, yeah, just trying to keep the routine and everything the same, especially like from getting them out of the kennel to the process of boxing them yeah 100 percent. just you, you try and treat every race like it's like it's any other uh the dogs other than always the theatrics and the crowds on the night they wouldn't know it's a it's a group one or a or a grade five um at the meadows on a saturday night or <laughs> a tuesday at warrigal they they just go out and they do their business so um you just kind of treat it as a normal night and keep them cool calm and composed and yeah hopefully they can they run accordingly how um how were the owners I, I saw a few photos and yeah there was some pretty excited owners of um Derek as uh, as Tim Zoo's known and that and yeah no obviously you know Holly was extremely excited you know you guys being part of his ownership group but yeah how were the celebrations yeah no they that they, they were just absolutely over the moon, over the moon as we all were they, um a couple of them it's their first time being involved in a dog and um, to have a dog like him, he, he's always showed a lot of promise from day one. And um, to to deliver in a group race like we thought he has the ability to was um, just absolutely amazing. And they they thoroughly enjoyed it. And to have a small share each of us all do, and I think Holly dedicates her share to to son Michael and Steph and Ben, um, my brother and sister in law. They have their their son as well, Harry. So um, it was just yeah, it was just amazing amazing night overall any contact from the human version of tim zoo I, I know there's a bit of a story behind actually getting his name through and the owners sort of got permission from his management team to you know obviously use the name tim zoo different spelling obviously but yeah any any sort of contact from from those guys i think there's been a uh, a few fan clubs and um i think maybe his gym may have commented and shared the um the race replay so that's awesome it might be it, it might be something that needs to be arranged the next time he's in uh in australia and uh not not in a fight camp being able to <laughs> over the greyhound tim zoo meet the, the the boxing tim zoo the who he's named after so um that uh, to to have the even just the clearance from his from his management to to give the all clear to to have him named after after the boxer is just you know just a thrill in itself and just an honor and uh, just super to see the dog living up to the name. 
you're obviously a, a fan of the boxer, you know, given that, you know, that's you guys are part of his ownership group and that. But, um, yeah, he's certainly, uh, certainly living up to his expectations with having a name like that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 always lofty when you name them after even uh, Gio told you name and Scalacci after the champion horse. You, yeah, it kind of put you know, wow, she's fast. Even having a name like that, <laughs> it, it, you, you you kind of set the standards that this this dog could you know could be something special. So to to live up to the to the name is um you know it validates what we thought of the the dog early. What our opinion was of how far he could go, and, uh, yeah, he, he's reached the top level, which is just super. Now, you guys are off to the Horsham Cup heats this week. You've got um, three in that. Uh, Tim's got box three in uh, in his respective heat. Um, how do you like his chances in uh, that race? Yeah, he um, like pulled up enormous after uh, the Australia Cup. He was out, out and about the next day in the yard and doing doing figure eights like he hadn't even been around, so that was, that was great just to see that, that he... Uh, going around, you wouldn't even know. He'd gone around in the Australian Cup the way he was, yeah, mucking around out there. So, uh, going to Horsham, a, a big, big open, spacious track um, suits him down to the ground. He's a he's a big boy. He's around the thirty-seven kilo mark. So, uh, a track like that suits him down to the ground. He's he's had the one start there prior, and he was very impressive there. So, um, just hopefully, he can keep the ball rolling on the back of. Uh, last Saturday, and um, yeah, we're confident with him going into Friday night. Yep, and you've got Explicit, who's come up with the one and Verdi and the five. Um, you know, f- obviously Explicit's drawn well on that, and you know, Verdi. Uh, look, sometimes it, you know, the draw. I think people sometimes put a little bit too much emphasis on the draw, and that obviously, you know, you know the story. If you you jump and run, you you're looking um pretty good. But yeah, are you uh, are you confident? You know, they can all run well. Yeah, um, Explicit. Uh, uh, after his uh, semi-final, we, we were just making sure that there was nothing major wrong with him and we got him checked and there was a, a few little things, but he avoided any major injury and uh, Dad gave him a trial uh, at the end of last week just to make sure he was 100%. And um, He's not usually a quick trial, but he went um, he went really good. He really pleased Dad, so um, he was happy to... To put him in the in the heats there, and he's doing well having the red. So um, he should hopefully bounce back really well. And uh, Verdi, he's a he's a very talented young dog. He's not even two years old yet, and he, he showed a lot of potential. And he's got probably as big a motor as any dog, but he, he just lacks that little bit of early speed. So he just needs that clear running. And box five, as you said, it, it may not look like a good draw on face value, but um, hopefully he can just get clear air and um. Yeah, go really good as well. You guys have been having a f- like a phenomenal run of late. Like you know, every pretty much nearly every sort of big race. Um, you know, especially around the Victoria area, you guys um, you know, seem to have a prominent hand in that. In um, anything sort of you know different has changed, or just um, you know, like just the quality of, of dogs you guys you know obviously get offered and that um, you know must help and that sort of thing. But yeah, anything particular you put it down to? Uh, just yeah, the the quality of dogs that we've been kind of accumulating over the last 12, 12 or so months has just been just been spectacular. Um, I go back. I was having a look at last year. We only had uh, the one dog in the in the Australia Cup beats, and she was only really thrown in there. It was Morton Kalinda, and uh, just kind of threw threw in there, hoping that she could draw a box, and she didn't. But um, you look at this year, we had. Uh, three really good chances in Tim Zoo, Explicit, and uh, Alpha Zulu, and you you kind of have a look at the dogs that 
outside of them three, you know, Transponder, Umberto, uh, Flying Zulu and Post and Pater are currently on the sidelines recovering from injuries and the list kind of doesn't end there. It's just, there's probably, out of the 20 dogs we've got in the kennels, probably a dozen of them are a group level dogs. So it's just unbelievable the, the run of dogs that we've yeah, been getting over the last 12 months and just, yeah. It's just a matter of you hope they stay sound and can yeah. have luck in these group races. And um, yeah, the luck well, since the start of the year has just been just been a, a, an awesome start to the year, and hopefully it can continue. How is um how is Postman Pat going? Oh, just um just thinking about him. Unfortunately, he uh, he, da- he suffered a, an Achilles injury in a trial last week. Um, oh, he had shit. a couple of trials back and going going as good as ever. So we're We'll hopefully team him up to get him ready for the for the Easter egg, but um, unfortunately, uh, well, Dad, he took him trialing, and uh, he was watching him and he seen him falter. But um, the time came up and it was still a reasonable time. But um, when he got to him, he, he realised something was wrong, and that that was the injury that he suffered. So uh, it's just a matter of he's had the surgery now, and yep. fingers crossed he can come back. And um, but even if he doesn't, he's um. He's done a super job for dog to, to come over from New Zealand and we yeah. had no real expectations of how he would go Australian level of racing and um, oh, he's, he's just done a, a superb job to, to make the group finals that he's had and to run second in the in, two, in some of the biggest races, the, the Brisbane Cup, third in a million-dollar chase and a narrow second in the Phoenix. He's, he's done a, a very, very good job to, to do what he's done over in Australia. Yeah, 100%. What about yourself personally? Like, I think it was a, a little while ago now I spoke to you sort of for the first time, um, you know, and, you know, asked you about, you know, learning off your, your mum and dad and, and all that sort of thing. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you never stop learning and that. But particularly, you know, with the success you guys have had of late, is there anything in particular that, you know, whether your dad's taught you or you've just picked up yourself that, you know, has kind of helped you, um, you know, get yourself up for those big races? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of just trying to keep it as simple as possible with the dogs. You know, you just you, you stick to your routine. You stick to what what has worked in the past. And you know, Daddy's got years and years, decades of experience. He, he's come across, you know, probably learnt all the tips and tricks on how to how to prepare a dog. And he, he keeps it pretty simple. At the end of the day, it's just a matter of you know, you look after the dog. You keep them happy, keep them fit and well, and they'll look after you in return. So, just a matter of yeah, you, you keep them happy, you, you raise them and get them get their confidence up. And uh, between a, a confident greyhound that's fit and well, it's um it's a pretty good combination. You must have um a, a pretty full notebook from all the notes. I'm sure he's uh he's given you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you try and yeah, you take notes on you know when a certain scenario pops up on what he does with a dog, whether it's, you know, a certain injury or he's got a dog, you know, that might be, you know, a little bit little bit troublesome in the boxes, what he does with them, you, you take note of that and you, if you come across a dog like that, you, you apply those those tips and tricks and um, hopefully it pays off. So um, no, to, to have him as, a, as my dad, you know, in the dogs, he's, you know, probably not being biased, probably the best trainer ever to to do it to put the collar and lead on the dog so um, to yeah. have him 
to learn from is just, yeah, just amazing. Yep. Now, there was, um, when I spoke to your mum, oh, this is probably going back about 12 months ago or so, I spoke to your mum and she said um, there was a little bit of banter between her and yourself about who's handled the most um, group winners and that. And she just reminded you that she's handled quite a few, but you're <laughs> starting to uh, you're starting to get a few runs on the board now. So how's that all going? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm slowly but surely catching up to her. I've probably still got a fair way to go, but um, uh, we, we've kind of, we banished her to the sidelines. We call her a bit of a butcher, uh, and, and she's happy to admit that. Anytime she seems to go to the track, the dogs don't, do, don't perform at 100%, so um, she's she's more than happy to stay at the track and not, not handle the dogs, just leave it to Dolly and myself. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I've probably got it, yeah. The, the next however many years I'm involved in the dogs, I've got a, a long way to, to achieve what she's done in, in the sport, that's for sure. Hopefully uh, she doesn't listen to this because you mightn't be allowed in the house um, <laughs> in the house tonight. Yeah, after. I'll, I'll make sure she's far away from me. I'm locked in my room and, yeah, she's down the other end of the house and, yeah, hopefully... No one sends this to her, and yeah, we'll, we'll be right. <laughs> um, she did say to me though that she she much prefers um, you know the looking after the stud dogs and the stud side of it. And obviously, you know, you guys have got Bernardo, who's just going great guns, and you know, one of the most in demand size in the country and probably overseas um, now interest as well. But yeah, you guys must be wrapped with how he's going. Oh, for sure, for sure. We we talk about the dog when we got him. Jenny Gill was having a, a few issues with him, um, getting straws from him, and she'd heard that we'd had had issues with Aston DB at the time um, and thought we could give him a crack and hopefully get the best out of him. And since, since he's come home, he's just, yeah, been super from that side of things. And to see the the success he's thrown in, in his progeny is just, um, just superb. Um, but, yeah, the, the job that mum does with the stud dogs, that's kind of her side of the things, her side of the of the, of the the job. She she looks after all the stud dogs and takes care of them. And, uh, yeah, no, she does a, a phenomenal job with them. Yeah, must be nice too. Obviously, you know, you guys have got explicit at Umberto and, you know, a few others and that. Yeah, must be, um, must be nice sort of having a, a few of his handy pups in your kennel as well. Yeah, for sure. I think probably near on half Half of our race kennels would be um, would be <laughs> Bernardo's. That's just that's just the way it's worked out. Um, yeah, and I, every time I go to the track, there's always someone that just has enormous wraps for for Bernardo. So it, it's always exciting, whether it's us or anyone else in Australia that's got a got a really nice Bernardo. We always keep track of them, and it's yeah, it's really nice watching them. Yeah, and just, you know, obviously touching on Unleash Kalinda, you know, he obviously, um, Chop, as he was known, was, you know, I'm guessing he was your favourite of yours. He, uh, you know, you always look pretty chuffed with him after he, you know, won a feature race and he notched up plenty of those. But unfortunately, a sad end to his career. But, you know, you guys are going to stand him at stud now. And, yeah, you must have great memories of him at the track because, you know, he... I feel like he was, you know, very underrated. He was sort of probably later in his career, um, you know, people started to, to recognise his ability. But, you know, he's, um, you know, his record speaks for itself. And, you know, I've got no doubt if he gets the opportunities at stud, he'll um, he'll throw some nice ones. Yeah, well, I hope he does get that opportunity because from, you know, I think Dad was on record saying his, his straight line speed and acceleration, there probably hasn't been... A dog that Dad's trained that had the the speed and acceleration that he had. Um, he showed that pretty much every time we went up hills for the 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 turn of forty yard, which is you know it was just spectacular to 
to watch. It was poetry in motion when he when he was full bore up there, and you know he was dubbed the king of Hillsville and having the two track records up there, uh, the track record at Geelong, and numerous feature races, um, especially in the the Tarawan Cup, we were always striving to get a, a country cup with him because he on ability he, he deserved it, and I think he had two two second uh, three seconds in in country cups. Just it looked like getting towards the end of his career, it, it, it may have been put past him, but um, he put it all together on the on Tarawan Cup night. So it was. Um, that was certainly the the shining light of his career, getting that getting that country cup to his name finally. Forty three wins from seventy three starts. I mean, that's you know absolutely incredible record. And yeah, like you said, he you know fortunately got to got a Group Two um, you know Trialgan Cup under his belt just before he um, you know unfortunately had to be retired. But I I personally think people will sometimes underestimate you know straight track dogs because you know, they have to be incredibly fit. They have to be incredibly strong to run up the straight because, you know, for anyone, you know, that, you know, if you look at a human, if a human's running um, straight, it's so much easier to run around a bend because obviously you get that little break and you're breathing going around a bend compared to just running flat out up a straight. So to look at what he could do up the straight just shows what a phenomenal animal he was. Yeah, he, he certainly was um, just that. Just how he was, Dimity. Um, to just every time he took him up there, um, he, even if he, he got no, knocked over at the start or he was a bit tardy away, you just as soon as he got clear out, it was just his turn of foot was just it was just yeah, amazing to watch. So uh, to have the record he did up there, getting the two track records, and um, I think it was only beaten maybe four or five times, and a couple of those were in in the Hillsville Cup, which we we. Were, Wanting him to get, but uh, unfortunately there was better dogs of the day, and he did a little bit wrong to to not win those races. But um, yeah, you go down as probably one of the best dogs to ever go up the straight of Hillsville, and to you know forty three wins, winning in the competing in the races that he did. He he pretty much raced in every top provincial race, country cup, uh, pink diamond series throughout his career. So yep. to win forty three races out of the the 70 starts, 70 odd starts that he had was, was just, yeah, an, an amazing strike rate for a dog that competed against the best dogs around in the, on the provincial circuits. What's he, what was he, or what is he like personality wise? I know a lot of people sort of, you know, when they're thinking of using stud dogs, like to know sort of what they're like and that was he, um, was he, you know, is he pretty chilled? Was he easy dog to, to handle and train? Yeah, there, there was only really there was two things he, he loved in life, and that's uh, going to the races and his food. I, I've never seen a dog <laughs> just it, you, you throw him a piece of um, piece of his breakfast in the morning, and really you'd have to try and throw it as quick as possible and not lose a finger and try to get it into him. He was he would demolish it in seconds, and he was like that with his dinner as well. You'd you'd be the first one to finish his dinner, and uh, between that and going to the races, he just yeah. Those are the two things he loved in life. Uh, outside of that, he was yeah, he was, he was a a pretty chilled, relaxed dog, and um, yeah, there was no no faults about him. He he's a big, beautiful dog. Um, he, he could have almost been a show dog the way he, the way he looked. He's just a beautiful dark brindle, tall, tall, athletic dog around that thirty six kilo mark. So he he certainly looked the part, and um, he raced the part. Of- Yep, sounds a bit like me, food and going to the races. That's pretty much what my life exists of too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, same here. <laughs> now, just looking forward, obviously, you know, we're only, it feels like we're six months into the year with everything that's happened so far in, in Grand Racing. But, you know, sort of looking towards the year, do you personally have a goal for yourself, um, you know, progressing in, in 2024? Is there a race or, or something that you'd like to be a part of? Um, oh, look, to, to be a part, you know, to have the start of the year that we've had thus far, is, it's felt like, yeah, we've, we've achieved a year's worth of training in the in the first two months yeah. to, to win two <laughs> two Group 1s and two Country Cups. It's, yeah, you, you'd be happy if the year ended now with, <laughs> with that kind of success. Yeah. But, um, oh, look, you, you always strive to, to be in the big races and hope that um, the, the dogs can... To, can be in those races, um, you know, the, the, the feature racing never stops with, the, of course, the Horsham Cup on Friday and then look, looking towards the some of the other group ones like the, the Perth Cup. Um, I think we'll send, I think that's planned on sending Transponder over there. Yeah. And uh, we'll have the Easter Egg, a couple of dogs will go up there to, to Peter Laguccione's to, to hopefully be competitive in that series and then we'll be looking forward to competing in this hand groper, obviously the, the new slot race over in Perth and have an explicit uh, lined up for that will be um it'll be very exciting and uh, looking forward to the to the few months ahead. Yeah, nice. Well hopefully um hopefully a, a couple more trophy cabinets will uh, will need to be built before the year's out. Yeah, yeah, certainly <laughs> would be nice. It'd be nice to, to win, you know, just even one of those races to to be honest, uh, just hopefully you, you just want to be a part of those races, those big races there. The, it makes the week to build up everything, be there on the on the big nights and take part. It's just, yeah, it's where you want to be. And if you can win them, it just, yeah, just very, very gratifying. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can have success that we've had the last few months in the, in the year ahead. Sounds like um, you might have to take a little uh, pocket packet of tissues with you for Holly um, by the sounds of it after <laughs> the start you guys have had. There'll be plenty of investing in, yeah, in Kleenex tissues, hopefully for the <laughs> hopefully for the next few months. But, uh, yep. yeah, no, it, it, it would be, yeah, it'd be just super to, to keep the ball rolling with the success we've had. And um, if that does happen, it'll be a, just a phenomenal year, hopefully. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.